Well, you may recall on Monday, uh, Housing Minister Ravi Kela was on this show. Uh, we are talking about, of course, um, the provincial ban on most short-term rentals that aren't uh, an operator's principal residence. Uh, the government said they were going to increase fines and create new enforcement units to crack down on rule breakers. Uh, but the in- uh, impact is significant. Uh, and, of course, the desire is, after, is to go after people who have multiple, multiple units uh, and turn it into a business, or as a premier, I think, was saying, uh, so there's many hotel operators. But there's many folks uh, who uh, rent out one facility, and they're impacted as well. Joining me now is Deborah Sheets. She is an Airbnb owner, and uh, she's kind enough to join us to talk a little bit about the impact uh, she is going through and having to deal with. Deborah, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Jazz. As a former MLA, I'm sure you have a very interesting perspective on this legislation. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time uh, talking about this issue, not just with MLAs, but also with um, elected officials here locally in Vancouver and on and in Victoria. First of all, you know, for you personally, what was going through your own mind on Monday when you heard this legislation? Oh my gosh, I'm so concerned. We're going to be so impacted. And honestly, I, I own a a suite in the Janian building. There's 121 units, and I know most of the owners were small-time investors. We followed all the rules. It was the city that decided to to make this a uh, transient occupancy building, and the building was built in 1891 as a hotel, and all the units in it are less than 300 square feet. Um, it's really designed for short-term stays with very little parking, hardly any storage. Mm-hmm. And um, people choose to stay there sometimes for a few months, but generally it's quite small. It, Despite it, the small space, though, it sells, they sell the unit sells for like 450000 And I honestly don't think that entry level, um, you know, you can't rent a unit at current high interest rates for enough money to even cover the mortgage, the strata fees, the property taxes all of the costs that come with owning it. Hmm. So, when you made the decision to purchase it, was it a desire to, to rent it out on Airbnb then? It was. I was planning for my um, retirement, and I'm a dual citizen, and I'm not allowed to have tax-free savings accounts. And people seem to really scapegoat and think that STR owners are greedy, greedy people. But I, I'm 66. Like, I have worked my whole life. I've saved my money. I'm a renter myself. Mm-hmm. And my unit is small enough that it can't be my principal residence and I, in order for me to do a STR. So I'm going to have to turn it into a long term. I'm not sure I'll find anyone that can rent it at a, at a price point that will cover my mortgage. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this legislation is essentially confiscating owners' rights. They're taking away a legal right of, that they gave to us to use our property as it was approved when we bought it. They're offering no compensation and underlying all this, if you look at the reports that the city and the legislature are relying upon of um, housing, the, that report was funded by the Hotel Association. They've been lobbying the government at all levels to shut down STRs, mm-hmm. which cost visitors half the price of hotels. They want to create a monopoly for multinational hotels, which is a Goliath compared to you know, small-time owner investors like myself, mm-hmm. I'm just an owner who's worked all her life to be able to to do this investment. You would agree that those that have, you know, 5, 10, 15 properties that they're renting out, in some cases even renting out a, 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 an apartment, 
uh, let's say for two thousand dollars a month, and then thinking they can make three or four thousand dollars just Airbnb it. Like that was a practice in your mind that probably we have to be stopping or should be stopping if there's ten or fifteen yeah. properties that these folks own, and that that in your mind is the right thing to do. Yeah, I I, I honestly don't know anyone who owns that many properties. Quite mm-hmm. honestly, there are property managers who have individual owners who turn their property over to a property manager because. You know, they're working full time. They can't be there to do check-ins and check-outs and all that kind of thing. I know of no one that owns like 15 properties that's doing short-term rentals. It may look that way when you look at cohost.ca. She has 49 properties. She's a manager. They're individual owners. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not like she owns all those properties. She's just supporting a business uh, investment um, yeah, would... I do want to say that if the government does cancel people's rights like this without compensation, like what's it going to mean? This is the kind of thing that you don't expect to have happen in a Western democracy. I haven't seen any discussion. This has been very rapid decision-making by Canadians who've been very diligent in buying business licenses and adhering to all the taxes and everything that's been required of us. And, you know, can I say one more thing? Yeah, go it's ahead. Like, you know, one of my owners noted that her Airbnb suite helps her afford the mortgage on her condo, which is her primary residence, mm-hmm. another condo that she lives in. These new rules are devastating to her. They're going to push her and her 72-year-old husband out of their home because she counts on that income for her mortgage. So isn't that the opposite of what this legislation is trying to achieve? It's mm-hmm. kind of a zero-sum game. Do you think it, it should have been just focused on those folks? Like, I, and not just people who own 10 or 15 condos. What I meant but was, was folks that sometimes will rent 10 apartments and then mm-hmm. Airbnb those, even though they don't own the apartments. They've got wow. enough enough of a business where, let's say, you rent an apartment for 2000 and you can make $3,500 a month in just Airbnb income. So that's your profit of $1,500. Now, you multiply that over five, seven, ten properties. It's quite the business. And that's been happening yeah. as well. And I, don't, I know you're not advocating for that because that's not who you are and what you've been talking about. But you think right. there should have been perhaps more uh, specific rules and legislation focusing on people like yourself who... Mm-hmm. are running a business, but you're running a business to get through your retirement uh, and, 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 you've, and you've worked it and thought it through. It's not, you're, not a, you're not opening to have five of these. This is the one that's going to help you get through your retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't really think arbitrage is a, a, a good situation. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering whether, like, I guess one idea I had was that maybe a possible solution is to restrict the number of STR licenses as well, because there really are only 627 licensed businesses at present, that's not a huge market, actually. I mean, there's a possibility of 1,600 that are legally, like, allowed to have transient occupancy. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of those would be appropriate for longer-term residences. I would argue that some buildings aren't. They were built to be short-term rentals. The city decided that, and now they're trying to backtrack. Why not restrict the number of STR licenses to, like, 600 and not go above that? And then the other thousand residences are available, you know, hopefully they're residences that are appropriate for families. Um, you know, but I, I think also there are some serious questions about the legality of these clauses. And I think that this could end up really costing the province and the city a lot of money if they go forward with this, quite honestly. Like it's a precedent. It's eliminating non-conforming use and offering no compensation for the economic impact. Yeah. And people have been doing this legally. So now when they downzone, like normally people are allowed to continue. It's called grandfathering. 
But this legislation doesn't allow for that. And it was written by the BC Hotel Association. Yeah. It's pretty much adopted as they lobbied it. Well, we will, I don't think it was well considered. Well, we'll have the minister on again to chat a little bit more about this legislation. Mm. Legislation he was on Monday. Definitely, we'll have him back as well. Deborah, we've run out okay. of time. Thank you so much for your okay. your thoughts and comments. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have All a good evening. You too.